Now on the first day of the wreathing season, we find the remaining two of the Falcons four strolling the stalls of the Belltide Market. Will our heroes soon find themselves in a situation more prickly than a bramble of holly? It's nuts, nuts, nuts all the way. We're here, it's Belltide, come on down. All right. Ding, 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 ding. Ha ha, it is I, Dante, ding, ding. You don't sell nut sacks here? You turn around to like do that, and as you do that, you bump into. I just got off 30 day underway. I need some booze. You hear a. Those are horses clopping. And there's a huge commotion across the market. I, I take off running to the danger. What in tarnation? All of a sudden, some color returns to his cheeks, and you know, his eyes flutter open. There's a river of fire, and everything's burning. You have to come help. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just met these people. Of all the places I've uh, sailed, I've seen some weird crap. Do you want to see some more weird crap? <laughs> a one. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's like a full white out blizzard squeezed between the river foam and the dark moon wood. The slumber camp appears totally abandoned. So you turn to look at Widgen and MIA. I told you we couldn't trust him. Shira would like to detect traps. Please give me a perception check. Sarah, do you remember if trap finding gives me a special bonus on top of regular perception? Uh, it's a plus one circumstance bonus to your perception checks to find traps. Okay. I am going to write that down on my character sheet. Ooh, because I got a 14. Is that an adjusted 14 or not? That is an adjusted 14. Okay. Um, <laughs> so as you look around... There's really no, there's no one here. There's not much going on. And it, you don't really hear anything other than kind of the water uh, from, you can kind of faintly hear water uh, that's not too far, you're not too far from the river. And you don't really see evidence of people in the area. Okay. We're making tracks, right? Yes, you guys are making tracks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just snowed, right? Yeah. But Widgeon is gone with no tracks to be found. Zero tracks. Correct. Yeah. Who has a sense magic situation? Yeah, Briggs is going to put his hand on his uh, rapier and be like, yeah, keep your head on the swivel. Done something seen right here. I'll draw Soot Heart, my uh, war hammer, and then begin to detect magic. And I guess I'll pull out the javelin. It's a 30-foot emanation. Yeah, detect magic is different from identify magic, right? Yeah, I'm casting a, a spell. Okay. So it's interesting. It works differently now. I, I actually have to have like two spells to do what I did with one spell and one E. Mm. Uh, so right now, detecting magic, I send out a pulse that registers the presence or absence of magic. Receive no information beyond beyond that. Oh, it's just a binary. Yes. In that case, I'll switch over to read aura, which is the, the second part of it. And reading aura will allow me to get a better sense of what the school of magic is. So this is basically magic sonar. <laughs> yeah, the first one is woo 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 woo, and now this one is. I don't have a foley for it. <laughs> Does it have a different? Wee wee wee. But I misspoke. Uh, this would have to be on a target object. Oh, so if you don't have. Yeah, if it's just a general area, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. Oh. Does it give you any kind of type of like distance? or any information like that, if it's faint or strong or whatever. It's, it's like a, a, a pulse going out, and if I do detect any magic, it, it should kind of narrow in on the pulse. What do you, what do you call that? The, it's like a magic divining rod. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> uh, so yes, when you did that, you did get a little register. Y'all, there's a magic about, but I, I can't get a clear reading on where. I'm going to do a perception check, uh, but I'll say that as Sarah... Mm -hmm. uh, and I got a, yeah. a 22 on perception. 22. 22. Where is my document? Here it is. You perceive a very, very droning kind of buzzing noise coming from the tent. The tent? Yeah. There, so there's like, uh, I post, posted this in the chat, by the way. Um, there are several long tent like basically tents in a long row there's a watchtower kind of on top of them or sorry next to them uh but up above them um and then you've got the woods a log pile with like 
the saw benches and all that. And then there's a river uh, area that you can hear as well that's not too far away. Is a watchtower like a building or is it like a, one of those like wooden scaffolding kind of thing, watchtowers? Uh, the watchtower is uh, like a fire watchtower where it's like basically one room. Like so we could like see up into it from the ground? Or... It's, it's fully enclosed, but it's got a ladder up to it. I'm making elaborate hand gestures, pointing at my eyes, then pointing at the tent, then pointing at you, then, then pointing back out my eyes and then the tent. Okay. Dante picks up what you're putting down. I, I guess I should have just uh, uh, done it instead of narrating it, but now that we're all on the same page, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll heft uh, heart uh, over my shoulder. And... You guys want to sneak up to the watchtower and see if we can get a bird out of view of what's uh, going I'm, on? I'm sensing some, some magic over in there. there them, there, them there. I'm sensing some magic over in those tents. Yeah, but we can maybe we can see down into it. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like Cody, you could go and check it out, like on your own. I figure it's not that yeah. far away. The camp, it's yeah, we can, you guys can pull it up. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, Eli smiles very <laughs> evilly when she said that. Um, I mean, if you want to go check it out, go do it. I, I'm going to keep an eye on the tents. I saw Imogene do the thing. All right, we'll stick together. Okay, Everybody okay. stick together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you. Maybe we can see what's going on. But if you want to go check it out, don't get ambushed. You know. Okay. So as you approach the tents, say so my weapon is drawn. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have my short sword out. Yeah, your weapon's drawn. Yeah. All right. All right. Save the rapier. <laughs> it is out. You look into the in the first tent. There's not really anything going on in there, but you hear now everybody in the in the group can hear this like kind of loud buzzing noise that's that's intermittent and it seems to be coming from the tent <clears throat> next door. Read Aura again. Can I discern the school of magic? Uh, when you... So Read Aura is the one that identifies the school of magic. When the casting is complete, I know whether that item is magical and if it is, I learn the school of magic. Um, no, it's not magical. Yeah, all right, but y'all feel this buzzing, so... Uh... Eyes on my eyes, and then eyes on the tent, and then eyes on you. I was like, maybe eyes behind us, so someone doesn't up. Good call. Yeah. Basically, made like a circle gesture, like we can like maybe surround the tent. All right, and then do you bust in? I'm. I'm gonna say I put. I'm gonna go. I'll go, and I'll put um, my javelin. kind of like through the slit the tent to lift it up to make sure there's not like something ready to jump out and attack. Cool image. Yeah. So I'm doing it at a distance. And as you do that, you kind of poke in and the the buzzing, like it was quiet when you did that, but all of a sudden it starts up again and uh, you peek, you pull the curtain back and you can see a giant hornet has awoken and is coming at you and this hornet is uh, super fucking big it is horse sized Jesus how big is this tent <laughs> I would say it's more of a very small horse size more like a dog it's dog sized there we go I'm gonna go with that yeah it is a dog sized hornet um, it has a black body white markings on the thorax and abdomen and a cruel looking stinger and with that let's roll for initiative like chihuahua size or like great dane sized <laughs> Like a golden retriever size. There you go. <laughs> Just put it in the chat so we here we go. Oh, nice. Okay, so the order is it's gonna be Brent, then Sarah, uh, Lauren, and then Cody. Okay. So we are now in combat mode, and you have caught this hornet off guard. It did not expect you. That's because you perceived it before it perceived you, I suppose. And First off, Dante, you get three actions in Pathfinder 2. Okay. So you can move, you can attack, you can do whatever with those three cool. actions. And you are you're very close to this thing. You're okay. like right up in its grill, basically. Great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stab this Joker three times. And I got 16. All right, that's a hit. Okay, so let me do seven points of damage. All right. Man, I didn't realize I needed a calculator because I'm that bad at math. Dante, what, was, what, what did the hit look like? Yeah, describe it to me with a um, picture of So words. basically, this is javelin into the slit of the, lifts it up. 
and is immediately like he he knows exactly what it is. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like that's a giant wasp thing. And he's like, does not like this creature. And he immediately just, you know, takes the javelin and continues forward into the tent and, you know, stabs it one good time. And I think he's gonna try to do it again. It's minus five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a twenty. Uh yeah. <laughs> that is also a Okay. And that is also seven points of damage again. Okay. And um, then Dante is going to move back and Dante's going to be like, stab, stab, you know? And then he's going to back up and be like, giant wasp, y'all. But in Dante's voice, which is, ha ha, giant wasp, be prepared. All right. And uh, next in the order is Sarah. What does Imogen do? All right, action number one, I'm gonna call guidance down upon my my new friend Shira. Torog, bestow your guidance on this here child. So Shira, you get a plus one status bonus. I'm going to say to your next attack roll. Okay. So that's action number one. Action number two, I'm going to, yeah, I'll step towards the creature. Mm-hmm. And action number three, I'm going to strike with my war hammer. Clear eyes, soot heart. <laughs> Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out the rest of that saying someday. Uh, 17 on the die for a total of uh, 26 to hit. Jesus, yes, that hits like real good. And it, it seems to, you seem to have, <laughs> with a Warhammer, right? You seem to have crushed a bit of its thorax. How much damage? Was it a critical hit by chance? Remind me of the number that you said? 26. That's a critical hit. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 over. With my plus one striking Warhammer, this is going to be, normally it would be 2d8 plus three. This is going to be 4d8 plus six. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I've got to level up my weapon. I have to level up my monster. It's a wasp. Yeah. Come on. It's a giant yeah. hornet. It's a hornet. It's a hornet. theoretically horse size. Please. Okay, so that was 12 on 2d8, so that's 24 plus plus 6, 30 points of damage. This thing looks like shit. You have crushed its thorax. It's like sad. One wing is like still buzzing. And as sad as its eyes kind of get big and watery, as sad as a bug eye can look. (laughs) Oh no, now I feel bad. As a free action, I'll go, Um, And now it is the turn. Of Shira, Lauren, what does Shira do? Okay. Yeah, technically I had a 14 because I forgot I had an ability called Swaggering and Swaggering Initiative, <laughs> uh, which is well, a plus two to circumstance bonus. Nice. We're gonna go with too late. It's Shira's turn. Yeah. <laughs> How close am I to this horse-sized hornet? So you're um, about one. F- I think you all were close to the tent, but Dante was like opening the door of the tent, and you're gonna Open have it. to walk closer to it. Okay, I have zero desire to get closer to that, so I'm going to put away my short sword. And I do have a feat that lets me draw and attack with the same motion. It's called quick draw. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do that with my short bow. Okay. So I am going to then use my last action to attack and fire an arrow directly at this horse hornet's sad, sad eye. (laughs) All right. Oh, basically it ran off of the board. I have a really stupid tile table in my little nook and it just like went into a crack. And on the second roll, I rolled a natural two with my (laughs) attack bonus. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, with um with Torag's guidance, I get sixteen. Jesus. Nice. Ooh. I did not yeah. expect that shit. Yeah. Yeah. In tank mode, you know what I'm saying? By... Well, because it was a masterwork short bow, and by putting it up to four, that gives me such really great, wonderful attack bonuses. Dope. Um, okay, so how yeah. much damage did that do? The arrow hits the hornet in its sad buggy eyes. And it did six damage. Six damage, and it is just dead. As <laughs> a dead ass hornet. <laughs> Great or This is is this gonna be Shira's conversion moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> First the meteor shower, then guidance. She's kind of into this god shit now. <laughs> 
In fact, let me let me pass on a on a link for you. This is the wiki page to Torah. <laughs> also, all the gods Torah. Come on, you know, like Sarenry, right? or I don't know. There are more interesting ones. We might have to rethink that now. You're you're kind of a. I don't know, a, a holy warrior of uh, the father of creation. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, so your your arrow, the arrow actually goes through it and pins it to the ground. Well done, Shira. Thanks, friend. And also, guys, we just did the first battle that I've ever done as a DM. Woo! It was scary. Do, 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 do. Okay, uh, so what do you guys do now? I guess I'll go and peek in the tent. We just killed this joker. Well, you want to give me a perception check? So 22, 23. Nice. Okay. So the first thing you notice in there is that it's very similar to the other tent that you were in. Um, it's kind of got like the thick cloth. There's a big bedroll there. It looks like somebody, I mean, it looks lived in. It doesn't look clean. Um, like somebody just got up one day and left without like cleaning after themselves or taking their stuff. And the first, like the most obvious thing in there is there is a diary. Okay. Dante's going to go over there and crack open that. Actually, I mean, maybe if there was like, so it's a diary, I don't think it's like a magic text or it could be trapped, but I'm just going to open it. Like it. Cool. So <laughs> as you flip through the diary, there's, there's all the pages have been ripped out except for kind of part of one page. And it says, sorry, I have to think of a diary voice. Yep. Okay. I think it should be British. British. We gathered on staff all day to watch the meteor shower when we heard a deafening crash near the crags. Reed plans to send a party out at first light to investigate. And that's all that it says. Okay. I guess Dante is going to, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's around, but I guess he's going to. Oh, yeah. sorry. You got the body is also in there, right? Of the hornet? Yeah. Cool. So the one other thing that you notice, because that's a pretty good perception check, is that there is kind of like a sparkly dust in there. And it doesn't seem... It just seems a little bit out of place. It's like sort of a sparkly black powder. Hmm. Um, there, is there something we can do to identify the powder? Sure. You could give me... We'll do a survival. If you if you can do a survival check. Dope. Let's see what I got. Dante, what have, what have you got over there? 25. 15 for Imogen. Imogen snorts it. <laughs> <laughs> Imogen, you snort it and it... Your your nose it hurts when you snort it. I was I was thinking the whole time I was gonna make a comment like no whatever it is don't snort it doesn't look right. <laughs> ah, don't breathe it in. <laughs> and it it feels like you get um maybe a very slight cut in your nose. Nothing too bad, but mm. it did not feel super great. Dante, you won't drink, but you'll jam some random <laughs> drug up your nose, huh? <laughs> I I was just trying to sniff it, and I accidentally sniffed too hard. Right, that's what all the addicts say. <laughs> Dante, you, from your your previous travels, your life, you recognize this as obsidian powder. Powder. Yeah, so it's just um, obsidian that's been ground into kind of a fine, it, it, basically like a sand, yeah. And it sort of has the, it's black and it sparkles a little bit. Is there a common use? of the obsidian power or no i'm just curious where dante would have seen it around obsidian you know like if somebody's gonna make an obsidian weapon gotcha. you might you might sand it and you would have those mm. left over mm. you might okay. find it around pretty much wherever obsidian is found everyone do not breathe the powder in. it's not like light and in the air you would have to like stick it in your face okay. to breathe it in okay. it is sand basically oh okay well then don't breathe <laughs> Sand in, yeah, or jamming up your nose. It's definitely one of those, like you know, I'm I'm just gonna like try to get a whiff of it, and then I like sneeze. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the dwarf would immediately know what it was. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now what? Go up to the watchtower and see if we can see anything in the distance. Yeah, Briggs, I agree. The, the, the diary said something about them sending out a search party. Maybe we can uh, see the remnants of it. Maybe even some tracks or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you climb up into the watchtower, and the watchtower, there's basically like a, a nice sturdy ladder, and as you climb up on it, it, it leads to basically like a, a sky porch. Hell yeah. What would you call that? A deck? A landing. Yeah, deck or a landing. A patio. A crow's nest. Mm, no, it's a sky patio. A sky patio. Let's be real. A sky patio. Sorry, my words as a DM failed me. Yes, a, a landing. And then there's like a, it's basically just like a one room cabin up here. There's a door. 
you can walk in and it's just kind of a wooden log cabin. And all of the logs are made out of dark moon wood, which is called dark wood. Uh, it's kind of got a dark purplish color to it, um, which makes it spookier than your average cabin. Hmm. Should somebody maybe check for traps? Yeah, I will do that. Let's see. 13. Uh, with the 13, you can't really tell if there are traps or not. That was less than ideal. What do y- y'all see anything? We're, we're trying to find where this uh, search party may have gone out in yonder. Do you guys go inside of the room itself or are you staying up on the sky porch and taking a look-see around? Hmm. I'm gonna stay on the sky patio. <laughs> I'll take a look-see. All right, you just give me a perception check. Yeah, looking around. Four for Imogen. A four? There's a perception. 24. Okay. Maybe <laughs> a uh, 10. Uh, okay, I got so. A 25. Imogen and Dante, you look out and you can kind of see it's covered in snow, but there's clearly some tracks that, or they look like tracks headed into the woods that don't look too old. But obviously, there's now, you know, a half foot of snow out there, so it's fairly well covered up. You wouldn't have been able to see it if you weren't up high. Uh, kind of looking through everything. Mm. Dante still wants to check out the place. Mm. Okay. Do you go inside? Uh, I don't know. That's all. I'm going to ask her. I, I think we should get to get and try to find these folks. But if you want to go check it, check them out inside, then yeah. I guess, does this door have a knob? Mm, it has a knob. Okay. Cool. He opens it, opens it and has the javelin. All right. Uh, when you walk in, you're hit with just this stench of just like rotting flesh. Like it's... Mm. Gnarly. Oh, no. And in the center of the room, and the room itself is is fairly sparse. It's just dark, dark uh, wood everywhere um, in the the room. And then it's there's like a desk and some papers kind of about. But in the middle of the room, you see the body of your uh, traveling companion, Widgeon, and it seems to be very bloated and swollen and decomposed. Oh, gross! Sounds like a Jobs for Sarah Gray. She does not like the undead or anything with all that. He's dead. It's a corpse. I understand, but like, just in case. Widgeon. Told you there wasn't something right about that kid. <laughs> I'm going to run stride right towards him and do a medicine check to see if I can discern the time and cause of death. Do a medicine check? 17. Yep. You would have gotten it with like a, it was like really low. Um, it's super <laughs> obvious what killed him. He's got stings all over him, and he's very swollen, so you would assume it would be hornets. Oh, man. Did we just get my girled? (laughs) I don't understand that reference. What does that mean? Macaulay Culkin and My Girl? My Girl. Yeah, that song is basically the only... Yeah, I got nothing. No one's seen that movie. What? Yep. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, no one's one's seen that movie. Anna Anna Chalumsky? Macaulay Culkin? He gets bit a bunch of times. He dies. I know some of those words. All right. Well, <laughs> I know who Macaulay Culkin is. Thank you. Thanks. Cool. 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 Anyway, yes, he clearly has been stung to death by hornets and his body is very swollen and purple. And your estimated time of death is like a week ago based on the decomposition, at least a week ago. Well, I, I, I suppose the, the father of creation saw fit to uh, send a spirit out to a uh come and get us. Let's do something about this this body. We don't want to just leave the corpse rotten here. Yep, same here, because I'm, I'm fearful of that. By the way, he got my girl Totally. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll throw the, the, the body over my shoulder and start making my way down the ladder or the, the stairs or whatever. How strong are you? <laughs> got a 14 strength. 14 strength and a low center grab. Yeah. Can you do a... Uh, <laughs> Athletics check, he said? Uh-huh. All right. 15 on the die for uh, 21. So she was bench pressing horses earlier. <laughs> All right. It's um, it's really, he's not particularly heavy, uh, unwieldy, but you do manage to make it down. Okay. Cool. Okay. So what, you make it down to the bottom. Shira, are you still up on the sky porch? Are you guys all down at the bottom? I mean, I think I'd like to, to what? check out the inside of the cabin more. Okay. Would you like to do a perception check? a 29. (laughs) All right. So with the 29, you know, what you find is actually a darkwood shield that is underneath the desk, kind of hiding um, in the, on on the bottom side of the desk. 
as if a last resort. Mm-hmm. A dark wood shield. This uh, so dark wood is lighter than the average wood, but just as strong, if not stronger. And I will post its stuff in the chat. Okay, cool. I'd like to keep that. Ooh, Pathfinder two goes on the the silver silver scale instead of the gold scale. So two hundred gold pieces is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's spending. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, it's like a really nice shield. Yeah. Uh, and then it's worth a lot basically is its thing. Cool. Gotcha. I'm not going to make you do a, what, a check for knowing how much it is worth because I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Anybody else going to do anything else? Are y'all burying this body? What's happening? I'm actually going to burn. All right. I'm going to say it is now three or four in the afternoon. The sun is starting to go down. It'll set in the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm definitely going to set it up. Imogen will help. Cool. For that, let's do a... I guess it's it's like a campfire, so we'll do a survival check. I mean, I don't even really know why the check... There's nothing fighting you to make this. I got a 24, but how bad would it have been if we had like... (laughs) I got got a 25. Burning the body. (laughs) It would be like, well, you set the watchtower on fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Knowing Dante, that's not the first time. Light yourself on fire. Okay, so So. you build a pyre. It uh, is properly packed. It burns fairly well. Stinky and gross, but do you want to say any words? Do either of you want to say any words? By the grace of Saren Ray and our guest here today, Torag, <laughs> may this kid <laughs> pass on into the ether. One of those cringy things where you have like two people who want to say the blessing at yeah. dinner, and then it's just like, okay, Fine. all right, all right, we get it. Just kind of out praying each <laughs> other. <laughs> I can fun. tell you that in my household, that has literally never happened. <laughs> okay, just kidding. <laughs> I did. No, I was always called on because I'm well, the one that went to Catholic school. So they'd call on me and say, you do the blessing. And I'd yeah. be like, please don't make yeah. me. Find over the blessing. <laughs> yeah. Quakers have a great way of saying silent grace. So Ooh. there are no, oh, no methods of talking over each other. No uh, aggressive speech see, giving. In, in, at least for know, in, nice. in my family, whoever you know, whoever's house you're eating at, they got to choose who said the blessing. So normally... It tended to be uh, like the father or the older mother or somebody. Not the younger mother. <laughs> no, yeah. not the younger mother. A figurehead. Yes, a figurehead. Of something, yes. You know, um, Tools a figurehead. Go. Okay, you know. so this kid burns, right? And boom, burnt. <laughs> ash. Love it. Done. Soul okay. probably moved on. We'll see. So, yeah, as that's happening, the sun is starting to set. And we, it's not quite set. Like, you've still got about, we'll say, an hour before it is fully down. Uh, so you might have time to check out one more thing unless you want to make camp. It's up to you. What shall we do, gang? And I sent to you the list of things to explore in this area earlier. So we've checked out the tents and the watchtower. There are the woods, the log pile, and the river. I, I, I think I, I would stay with the pyre, honestly. Uh, I mean... Watch it as it goes all the way down. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I'm going to go check out the log pile. Is anyone coming with Dante? I'll go with Dante. I'll go with the log pilot because I think that big old fire would have, might draw something in. All right. So as you go over into the log pile, which is basically across towards the river, across from the tents, and then the watchtowers uh, between the two, you basically there's a bunch of cuttings, uh, as you might expect, in a lumber camp, right? So piles of uh, tree trunks freshly hewn from the earth right, uh, are all stacked up in various little triangles. And then you've got uh, a lot of saw equipment and axes kind of lying around. Uh, Everything here, like the tent, looks kind of, it just looks like somebody left in the big middle of everything. Doesn't look like tidy. It doesn't look like people grabbed anything when they left. And there is uh, like literally a log pile there there are various benches as well um do you want to check out the you can check out the log pile or you can check out there's a bunch of equipment that leads to the river for floating river or floating logs down the river i guess i'm i guess dante's gonna look at the equipment all right so when you look at the equipment it's uh, kind of rusty i mean like functional enough 
right? But uh, the lumber consortium, when you look, is certainly not keeping up on maintenance. They're not putting a lot of money into the tools of the trade here. They're they're just making it happen with what they've got. Gotcha. Yes. Do you want to do a perception check for the full area? Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, we look around. Yeah, I got a 13. 21. 24. All right, so only Cody notices this. Only Briggs notices this. There is kind of a fluttering sound, and it looks like there's a piece of paper uh, stuck to the log pile. Like a, like blowing, like a piece of paper blowing in the wind? Yeah, like it was blowing in the wind and got, got wedged onto between two logs, basically. I want to walk over and, I guess, pull it off the log or pull it out. All right, and what you... Uh, what you find is uh, appears to be from the same diary that you guys saw earlier, uh, except you don't have time to read it because you need to roll for initiative. Let's do a perception roll for initiative. I got a 25. I got a 17. 13. Okay, cool. With a 27, <laughs> I don't think I would have heard anything. Sarah, if you want to come join, like you get curious because they're taking too long, you could do that after one full round. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Briggs, here's what it looks like. You reach in to pull this piece of paper that's kind of wedged between two logs. And as you pull it out, all of a sudden you see termites just pouring out of the log pile. And it's like teeming. And then they're like covering the whole pile itself. And they're very bitey a very stingy and coming at you and they're all up in your grill and the first person to act is going to be Lauren. What does Shira do? Shira kind of shrieks because she hates bugs because creepy crawlies and she's going to pull a torch from her pack. So I'm going to draw it out and then I'm going to light it Mm -hmm. and then I'm just going to wildly flail at the termites that I see on the log pile. Are you, so in my mind, you're like 10 feet away from it, where Cody's all up in its jank? Okay. So then I would have to, to move over to it too. Well, then I'm just going to just throw this goddamn torch of this log pile. Okay. So I'm just going to throw it. <laughs> all right. Yep. You throw it. Give me a... An, an athletics check? Ranged attack. A ranged attack, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so we are going... It's an eight, so that's not much. Is that even going to hit the log pile? You miss the termite swarm. It hit, It's like basically lands in the snow next to the log it pile. fizzles. Um, and it doesn't fully fizzle because it's still fire, right? So it's just going to burn the torch itself and it's just kind of sitting there. Okay. Cool. That's that's it for me then. Yep. The next person is Rent. What does Dante do? You are ten. You are basically next to her. You're ten feet approximately away from the uh, the pile, and the torch is like a foot away from the pile. Okay. Dante's gonna run for the torch. Okay. So my first move, I guess, is to move to the torch. Yep. And if it's really close, can I light the torch? Is already lit. I was gonna say, can I light the logs that? I mean, I don't figure if termites are coming out, it's rotten. So. Yes. So it will catch on fire. Yes. Um, but it will take a round thing on fire. But it is the, yeah, yeah. the flames have started. Okay. So one, one action to move there, one to start it on fire, and then one to move back in a defensive position. Technically, I have my javelin out. I have a shield as well. Okay. Next person in order is Cody. What do you do? You said the, the log pile is lit, right? It's like it's not in gold, but it's lit. Yeah, uh, on da Dante's next turn, it'll we'll say that the whole thing is caught on All right, fire. Well, I'm going to pull out a torch and light mine on that and swing it at the uh, termite clusterfuck. All right, and are you using... So you're just swinging yeah. at it. So it'd be, we'll pull it out with one and then light it, right? Uh, it's going to be two actions. One, you pull it out. Two, two. you light it. Three, you attack. Yeah, I'm going to attack with a third one. Well, it's only an eight anyway, but yeah. Okay, so an eight is not going to hit it. The swarm is going to kind of break apart seeing your flames coming. Cool. 
Next person in the order is the termites. Uh, like the whole swarm basically turns into a cloud. They come out of the log pile, which is starting to burn. With their first action, they're going to move towards Dante and Shira. And they are going to attack Shira with a swarm attack. So, and that is going to be a, uh, sorry, I had to do math and I forgot how briefly. A 20, (laughs) it's a 23. Oh, my AC is 19. Okay, so it's a hit, not a crit. 13 damage plus 1d6 of acid damage, uh, which is one. Okay, so it's 14? Yeah. Okay. But one of them was acid and it was gross. That is gross. And it stings and it hurts and you don't like it. (laughs) Okay, let's say, Sarah, you uh, hear a commotion and can come join the fray. Okay, so if I stride forward, my total complement of movement, that is only 15 feet because I am a dwarf and also I'm wearing medium armor, excuse me. Is it 15 feet per action? Yes, I can only move 15 feet on my turn. So that, or I'm sorry, with one stride. Yeah. That being said, what I want to do has a range of 120 feet. Okay. So if I move, if I stride once 15 feet, can I then kind of see what's going on 120 feet away from me? Yes, it's uh, it's open, but you are too far for most attacks, but sure, you can do this. I'm going to go freaking big here and spend two actions to cast one of my only third level spells of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Searing Light. Torog, burn these defilers. Here we go. 16 on the attack roll. No, it does not hit. So that's my turn. Fortunately, I have one other instance of it for the day. Cool. All right, next up is... Oh, Eli. Yes, what? Are you doing hero points? Uh, yep, forgot about him. Can I use it? It's fine if it's if it's overdue, but I'd like to use my hero point if possible to re-roll that attack. Okay, yes. Uh, let me quickly describe how hero points work. You get one hero point, a play session, and basically it's advantage. You can spend it to re-roll something. After the result. Yeah, after the result, yeah. Nice. Additionally, it comes into play with death and dying rolls. Mm-hmm. You can use it for anything though, right? If you wanted to, as long as you have one. Yep, if you want to do a re-roll. Or every, every play session, yeah. I thought every day was too much, um, which is why I'm, lot, saying, yeah. why I'm saying once per play session. And then I might hand you extras if you do something that's super dope. <laughs> Tight. Like what I'm about to do right now, I, I feel like I'm getting a second chance at this attack. <laughs> Torag's grace has shined upon you. The world groundhog's day is really quickly and then you do the same actions. Go on. Yes. 17 on the die for a total of a 27. Oh, that's, that's a hit. Is it a crit? It is not a crit, no. Uh, 12 points of fire damage. Actually, pretty pretty damn low. Okay. I mean, I'll take it, right? Uh, I don't know how you want to adjudicate. I guess She-Ra was kind of in the, the swarm. In a way. Uh, what was the name of that attack? Searing Light. You shoot a blazing ray of light tinged with holy energy. Make a ranged spell attack. The raid deals 5d6 fire damage. If the target is a fiend or undead, you deal an extra 5d6 damage. I'm going to say that it's a ray, which means it's not just like a circle falling in the area. So I don't know. We'll say that it did not hit Laura, uh, Lauren. Okay, next. Lauren. So I'm still in the middle of the swarm, right? Right, the swarm is like, it just got hit by fire and it's basically next to you. And it just stung you pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, it hurt. It burns. (laughs) You sting, it hurts. (laughs) There's a voice. I think, number one, I'm gonna run away from the swarm. Okay. Towards the log pile that is starting to catch. I guess I'm just gonna have to do something to prepare. I'll pull out another torch and go ahead and light it. And I think that's my turn. Okay. Dante, your turn. Question. Yes. Um, could I take the torch that I have in my hand and affix it to my javelin? That will be an action. Okay, so it's one action. And I'm gonna take that torch and then toss it at- What are you affixing it with? Uh, I presume I have rope of some sort. We do something. have a traveler's kit, yeah. So yeah, you so have I have rope. some type of something. Attach, throw, return. 
Okay, I will give you basically two attacks with that. Okay. Um, and I won't give you the penalty on the second one because I think it's neat. It's basically like one attack that feels like it's two. So you get two attacks without a penalty. Okay, I'm down. Down with that. The 21. That hits. Okay. Plus three, so that's five points of damage on that one. Okay. 15 plus seven. So 22? Yeah. That hits. Okay. That would be seven points of damage. All right. Um, The termite swarm seems smaller than it did before. Uh, Next up, Cody. Oh, you said they're about uh, 10 feet away? Because they're still right in front they're of Lauren, right? Yeah, they're about 10 feet away from you. All right, I'm going to run up and uh, swing the torch at them. Okay, so uh, you move and then you attack. So 21 for the first one? 21 hits. And uh, what are you doing for the attack? Just a D6 or for the torch damage? Yeah, let's do one D6. That one's four. Okay. And then I'm going to swing one more time, which is at a negative five, right? Yeah. That's uh, eight for the second one. Yeah, that doesn't hit. That's not going to hit then. Okay, it is the hornet's turn. Termites. We are termites. Yeah. The flying termites. <laughs> the swarm of termites. My bad, y'all. It's okay. So it is going to attack Dante. It's going to move towards you and then attack. Okay. my AC. So that is a, a 21. Yeah, that beats my AC. All right, and it gets to do quite a lot of damage. All right, so it does 19 damage, which is super stingy and awful. Yeah. It hurts so bad that you feel nauseous, both you and Ashira. At the beginning of your next round, I forgot to do this, uh, you have to do a save. Oh, so I'll have to do that this coming turn. Okay. All right, uh, next up, Sarah. All right, Torog, fill me with your holy fire. And I do another searing light. Okay. And I, 16, and no more hero points. That's a miss. So then I will stride 15 feet forward. Uh Uh-huh. And that's my turn. Wow. Sarah, you are now basically one movement away from the swarm. I'm just going to let you know. Next up, Lauren, give me a fortitude save. Got a nine. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, you feel nauseous and miss your turn. Not good. Okay, do I puke? Uh, yeah, you're puking. It's so gross. Okay. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Just everywhere. Just like, Everything's like, awful. You're like, Ugh! <laughs> it's so gnarly. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I'm so glad we got the better microphones so I could hear. So that you could hear my puking noises. Yeah. <laughs> Holy work. Uh, Dante, you're up. Uh, you also need to do a... 16. That works. Okay. So I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. So you get to do your attack for your, your turn. I'm going to move to or the maximum amount of distance away from these little bastards. Okay. So you're 25 feet away from them. And then my range of... Torched javelin mm-hmm. is 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going to throw it and so is it still the dual? I'm going to, yeah, let you do the same. So do the same thing. 16 plus 7, that's what, 23? Yes, that's a hit. Okay. So the first one is for four points of damage. And then the second one? That is it once again a 16, 7, so 23. So that's a hit, yeah. And that is that's five points of damage. We've, we're cutting this swarm down. It is less of a swarm. It's still a swarm, but it's not looking um, quite as large as it used to. Cody. I'm going to drop the torch and pull out my rapier, and I'm going to take a swing at him. What type of damage does your rapier do? Um, piercing, I do believe. I don't think you can pierce a swarm. Yeah, um, so Cody, do you want to try something else since piercing damage will not do a jack shit against a swarm? doesn't do any damage or like like half damage? Uh, It's a rapier, so you're taking a fencing sword, essentially, and you're poking at a cloud of insects. Think about it. You can 
<laughs> okay, then I, will, I guess I won't drop the uh, torch and just swing the torch instead of Adam. That's probably a smart Okay, thing. go ahead and swing your torch. 17. That's not a hit. Try again. I'm going to swing one more time then. 18. Nope. I'm oh, sorry, minus five. <laughs> wow. And that's... This was the last one's a negative 10, isn't it? Yeah, you're not yeah, going to hit on that. You could try. Try for that 20. Uh, no, 12. Guys, this was the hard insect. <laughs> As opposed to the horse-sized insect. As opposed to the measly horse-sized hornet. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, nope. Just kidding. It's my turn. Uh, my turn, I am going to... The termites are going to move towards Cody since Co- they're basically right next to Cody, as far as I can tell. So we'll say uh, one action moving towards Cody, two action. The second action is going to be an attack. Uh, that's a 10. Nope. AC 20. All right. Uh, and then in the set, they're going to try, they're going to go ahead and try to attack again. And this time it's a 13. Nope. All right. So they just kind of buzz around you and go in for the bite and Give then the you yeah <laughs> yep. you just you just juke Dang, yep. you. your shoulder juke yeah, yeah. that's nice. what I actually did that I was sitting here I did that whole kind of shoulder move thing <laughs> like left to right yes <laughs> all right Imogen what do you do how are folks looking well I'm puking <laughs> yeah you just see her like huddled over <laughs> I still have my torch held high but yeah, I'm just... double over and spilling my guts out Dante feels fine <laughs> All right, then. I am going to... I am one... Am I one stride away from the, the swarm at this point? Uh, yeah, you're one stride away. Okay. Actually, no, I will not stride. Instead, um, I'm going to cast Divine Lance. I unleash a beam of divine energy. I choose an alignment that my deity has. Lawful. Cause, just because... I'm making a ranged spell attack roll against the target's AC, and that's a 17, so that's going to be a miss. And that was all for naught. Uh, and then with my final action, I'm going to raise my shield and then bang it with soot heart and go, hey, hey, over here. And that's my turn. All right. Next up is Shira. Shira, first give me a fortitude saving throw. Get it all out. <laughs> oh, I got it all out. I got a 20. You got a 20? I got a 24. Okay, yeah, you're you're good. You got it all out. Thanks. They're visibly sweating. <laughs> it really hurt. Yeah, damn. Um, don't want to do that again. Is that does that mean like the next time I won't have to do it? I have gotten all the the poison out. No, no. it is a okay. lingering thing, basically. Cool, cool. Um, so I'm standing there with my torch. How far away am I? You're one stride away. Let's say. You're basically next to Imogen right now. Okay, so I'm going to stride over to it with my torch, and that's one action. I'm going to swing with my second action. Mm-hmm. And we're saying that this is just... It's a melee attack. Got a seven. That's not going to do anything. That's not going to do it. You just kind not of, like, pawed a cloud of insects, and they were all like, oh. Eh. You created a wind that blew them away from you very slightly, and then they flew back. Ever so slightly. I'm going to just try and hit them again on my second one. Go for it. Penalty. (laughs) Please tell me it was a one. It was a three. Okay. All right. Yep. Once again, all told, adjusted, it was a one. (laughs) Nice. Uh, yeah, you, you like poke one maybe, but it doesn't do anything. You swat it. <laughs> Next time I'll just projectile vomit on them. I think that's yeah. all I can do. <laughs> nice. Dante, it's your turn. Please give me a fortitude to start. Come on. Got a 15. Uh, no, not enough. You're going to be puking. You spend your whole turn. Okay. Just- <laughs> Yeah, Dante's like, hold, try to, he held it in enough to do. At least, like, at least one tear comes out as you. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, you're up. All right, um, I guess they're still in front of me, right? Yeah, they're, they're right next to you, basically. All right, I'm going to swing at him again with the torch. Okay. That's eight. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I guess swing again. That's got to be a hell no. I rolled an 11. 
thing. Yeah, you guys nah. can also come up with other creative ways to fight them. Well, if I got, well, if I got poison, I was going to projectile vomit on them. Whatever <laughs> happened to the, the log pile? Yeah, Cody, you're basically still, like, you know, a couple feet away from a burning log pile, friends. Dude, could you, like, pick up a log? Nah, there's no way in hell. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. I don't know how big, I don't know how big the logs are. How big are the logs? They're like the size of a tree trunk. Never mind. No, that's no way. I would say they are they are the about a foot diameter. I'll be able to pick that up. You might be able to pick it up. All right, I'll try that. All right. <laughs> uh, so if you're going to pick it up, that's his last last turn or last action. <laughs> they're just gonna hold it. Yeah, Cody. Love can, it. Is it all is the entire log engulfed in flames or just like one end of it? <laughs> I'm willing to give you that one end of it. Cody, do this for me whenever you decide to break this log down. Either yell timber or shiver me timbers. <laughs> Please, the latter. Can you give me an athletics check to see if you can pick this thing up? Twelve. Rolled bad. You barely huff it, heft it up. That's twelve is actually what the number that I care. Uh, yeah, you barely. And you're like kind of hanging there like, oh god, it's heavy. All right, now it is the termite swarm's turn and incensed by uh, such taunts that have come from this dwarf, it is going to first move to Sarah and second attack. And that's gonna be a 23. Ooh. Yep, you got me. Ooh. Okay. You're rolling good over there. I, sorry. Yeah, I don't like it. Deck, you guys. Uh, three plus four is seven. Plus five is uh, 12, um, plus, and then for acid damage, five acid damage. So 17. All right. Uh, and you, yeah, it stings real fucking bad. All right, I'm up. All right, I'm going to do something cool and say something that <laughs> nobody else has yet said on the show. <laughs> My bad. You can edit it out. If you... Wait, do we have to do a fortitude check first? Yeah, a check, please. Let's see, that's a 23. Yep, that'll do it. I'm going to uh, stride towards uh, the, you know, behind the wood pile. So the, the wood pile is between the the swarm and me. And then, uh, so with my Warhammer, it has the shove property. Mm, okay. So what I'm hoping to do is to do an attack that I can shove uh, some of the, the logs down onto the, the swarm itself. That sounds dope. Mm -hmm. I will give you advantage. Ooh, oh. <laughs> We're crossing streams. Here we go. 15 on the die for a total of a 21. That'll do it. <sighs> Torah, grant me strength. <sighs> That's my, my shove uh -huh. sound. <laughs> shove sound. And, um, I'm gonna say three of these logs uh, hit the swarm. So yeah, you can give me three, six. Oh, woohoo. Uh, eight points of damage. Okay. Also, because I gave you advantage and it didn't stick, you can have that as a hero point because that's a super dope solution and I really liked it. Next up, Lauren, go ahead and first give me a uh, fortitude save. It is 17. That'll do it. Yes. It, it's close though. It really hurts, and you're like, Ugh, and then you're like, no, I got this. <laughs> Holding it in. Uh huh. So, would we say that we have a couple of burning logs beneath the swarm at this point? There are burning logs underneath the swarm at this point. All right. I wish I had like a net or something to kind of throw them down on there. But I think what I'll do is I'll go over to one of those logs. Is that a stride? Am I close enough to just do this or? Uh, let's say one movement and then whatever you're gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna try and like pick up the ends of one of these logs and essentially shove it at the to try and hit it with fire. That's awesome. Go ahead and athletics check on that. Yeah, I think that seems right. The nine. Mm. I have a hero point. You do have a hero point. I'm gonna use that fucking hero point because goddamn. Now it's a fifteen. That'll do it. Oh, barely. Sweet. Yep, just barely. Okay. Cool. Um, so it was one log. Just kind of shoved at it. So yep, one d six of damage. Okay. 
That's five points of damage. Oh my gosh. You guys, you have whittled this cloud down to like, like a reasonable size. <laughs> it is looking like you have smoked out a handful of these fucking... The final boss. Like, <laughs> guys, and you're like, it's almost there. All right, Brent, you're up. Six, I got to do a fortitude. Fortitude first. Okay, let's get out. 23. You're good. Okay. It's a 23. That's a hit. Okay. You're throwing a torch, right? I'm doing throwing a torch, a torch that is that's fashion. tied to Babylon. Yeah. So uh, that is five points of damage. That's an uh, unnatural 20. <laughs> that's a hit. Give me your damage. Seven points of damage. Oh my God, yes. All right, so you yes. you throw your javelin it and it goes here? straight through. You say, is it swarming in here? Is it Swar- swarming here? Yeah. Like, but I love it. Is it swarming here? It The javelin goes through this cloud, straight through the center like a donut, right? And you just see this like donut where it was. And then as it comes back, the as, like, the second it goes through, every bit, all of the termites coalesce back into where that hole was, into the smaller thing, and it comes back in the exact same place, and they're all torched and dead. <laughs> yes! You Dante did it. Javelin and, and then uh, he pukes everywhere. <laughs> congratulations. You killed the termites. Yes. Um, yes. And now I'm going to go ahead and say what you, so that uh, Cody, that piece of paper that Briggs has and his I'm gonna drop the log first. <laughs> on on the pile of dead uh, dead uh, termites. Yeah. yeah, his arms are shaking. And I will yeah. read to you the, what that piece of paper says. It says, there's something wrong with the Dark Moon. The wolves fled last night, droves of them heading beyond the river foam south. The birds have stopped chirping. Cool. Okay, you have killed the thing. Cool. How dead are you guys? I could go for a rest, but I'm still well above. I've got the one point of cold damage. <laughs> I'm about the same. I'm down to 34 hit points. Okay. Yeah. Is there any sort of cleaning up we have to do off of poison? Or are we just not? Or can, can we just rest for the night? Um, I think you can just rest and it'll go away. You guys have, uh, we have a solidly cute. So, so you find this piece of paper. And it's now solidly night. You're probably ready to bunk down for the night. May I burn my, my heal spells to... Yep. Because uh, we won't get a lot back from resting. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Oh, boy. Roll pretty low on the first one. So that uh, only eight points of healing on the first one. And then I'm going to do it one more time. Seven points of healing on the second one. So total of 15 HP back. Is that for everyone or does it have to be distributed? It's for, for everybody. Yep. Hide in them both in order to get um, extra extra juice. That gets me back up to full health. Thank you. Nice. nice. Yeah, I got you. I got, uh, I'm, I'm pretty close. I got three points. Okay, cool. So where are you going to make your camp for the night? Now we do the watchtower. I, I know it might be a little macabre. Yeah, we only got one way in. They got to climb up. That's true. But then we only got one way out. But anyways, I like that idea. That's fine. It would be convenient in terms of whoever's keeping watch. Cool. So y'all are bunking in the watch. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are bunking down for the night. I'll keep watch. Y'all did it last night. Maybe the us ladies can do it tonight. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the the two dudes in the party go inside and are sleeping or ostensibly sleeping. And out on the sky porch, uh, we have Imogen and we have Shira. And the sun has gone down. It's a clear night. The snow is crispy. And the stars are very clear above once again. But the thing that you notice pretty much immediately is that the woods, where the wood is strangely dark, those the purple bark of the dark moon wood starts to reflect these eerie shimmering lights. And... It seems to be all coming in the same direction as the tracks that you can see, the old tracks uh, heading towards the woods. And the whole the whole area near you of the woods seems to be glowing. Bum, 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 and that's the end. <laughs>